helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. Kia ora and hi, I'm Craig Johns and welcome to episode 105 of the Active CEO Podcast, where we are decoding the next segment of breaking the CEO code. Today, we're talking about own your own space. It's the seventh of the eight ways to own your own influence. Now, own your own space. What is the impact you have on the world through your own unique set of skills and the way that you put them together? You know, we are all unique and our uniqueness is what allows us to differentiate ourselves and stand out from the crowd. Besides becoming world-class, in one skill, talent can come from having a unique stack of skills that no one else has. This is your unique edge. It's who you are. So your edge is who you are. One thing that we don't think about too often or don't realize is that what seems really normal to to us is absolutely amazing to everyone else. And we, we, we because it's our normal, we don't realize that we have actually created something quite special and the way we think and the way we act and the way we do things is quite incredible. You just need to believe in yourself and have absolute clarity on your vision. And then you and your unique set of skills will become attractive to your target audience. So how can you combine different skills to create value in a way no one else can? Wouldn't it be great to become one of a kind in your own league? Before we delve too deep into skill stacking, or as what Scott Adams would say, talent stack, what is required to develop a skill and achieve skill mastery? Now, there are two key aspects that stand out when it comes to skill mastery. You need deliberate and repeatable practice. So Michael Jordan didn't become an amazing basketball player by just stepping onto the court. He was very deliberate and he repeated the practice daily. Almost to an extent where it was obsessive. And maybe that's what it takes if you want to be number one in the world. Not right now, but over a whole period of time. He's a legend, a legacy. That's that's really difficult to achieve. However, he just didn't master one skill. He mastered the art of skill stacking in a really defined space. So he defined it as, I want to be the best basketball player in the world, but he constantly would focus on one skill, take it to a high level of competency, and then add another skill, take that to another level of competency, and he would keep blending them together as he stacked one skill on top of the other, and that become uniquely Michael Jordan. And he continued to do it throughout his entire career in basketball, and I'm sure he still does it now in business and the way he lives his life as well. 
So Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert Comet, you know, famous guy, developed the concept talent stack. In his words, it's the idea that you can combine normal skills until you have the right kind of extraordinary. Now, a talent stack works in this way. You leverage on the skills you have to create an edge. You learn and add new skills to set yourself apart from others, and then you mix seemingly normal skills together and become extraordinary in your own right. So that talent stack again. First, leverage on the skills that you have to create an edge. So you have a set of skills. You then learn and add new skills on top of the skills you already have to set yourself apart from others. You mix, and then the third one, you mix seemingly normal skills together and become extraordinary in your own right. Pretty powerful, very, very powerful. So what is your strategic approach to developing your leadership performance and being competent in your own space? What is competence? Competence is the proven use of skills, knowledge, and abilities. The more competent skills you have and the more value you can create, the more rewards you will receive. So competent skills equals more value you can create equals more rewards you receive. Let's look at the competence confidence model, which Brendan Bouchard speaks about. You know, to develop competence, you must have the confidence that you can achieve a level of skill satisfaction. To have confidence in what you're doing though, you need a level of competence. So competence and confidence cannot coexist without each other. So to be competent, you must have confidence. To have confidence, you must be competent. So to do this, set small goals or steps to reach your competence level so that you can gain confidence along the way. So it's around, okay, here's my goal, here's the journey, but here's some little steps that I'm going to tick off along the way that will gain confidence, and I know I can get to them quite easily, and that's where the confidence competence model will work together for you. I'm gonna delve into skill mastery first before we come back and really go into how you can apply and develop your skill stacking. Now let's, skill mastery is about how you take a skill and you take it to a level that is really high and then it becomes pretty much automated and natural for you. And you can, you can live at that level of competence any day of the week and, and rise to a higher <coughs> level. Now, there's seven ways that you can work on your skill mastery and that can help you. First one, focus on the task at hand and remove all distractions. Okay, so clarity of focus, really important here. Remove those distractions. Number two, break the skill down into simple tasks or movements. Okay, the simpler it is, the easier it is to um, be able to do the skill, and then you will stick at it as well. Because if it becomes too hard, and it's easy for you to step out from because you don't have the confidence. Number three, start out slowly or in slow motion. So don't try and do the whole skill in one go. Break it down into small parts, 
do it slowly, in slow motion, and then start to build up the way that you do it. So number four is gradually increase the speed and the quality of those repetitions. Right, so it's not about quantity, it's about quality to begin with. Increase the speed and then the quality of the repetitions. Number five, frequent repetitions with lots of breaks. So the higher the quality you do something or, or you want to achieve or the intenseness you put into it, the higher quality of recovery you need for that skill to develop. So frequent repetitions with lots of breaks is really important. Number six, multiple daily repetitions with limited duration. So what we're talking about there, it's quality over quantity. Multiple daily repetitions with limited duration. And number seven, visualize through imagining the task or skill being performed with greatness. Now, if you really wanna fast track your growth and development of a skill, then it's important to surround yourself with the right people and make a decision. Once you've defined the skill, so you've made the decision on what skill you're going to work on and to achieve a higher level of competency, you want to dedicate your time and energy for an extended period of time. Here are five areas that I want you to think about. This is if you wanna fast track it. One, choose one influencer. It might be a person, a company, a program, uh, a way of doing things that you learn from. Research and then choose the experienced one that connects with you and will push you each day to learn, grow and advance more. You learn from their books or the podcasts or an article or speeches or videos or whatever platform they use to share their knowledge and expertise around that skill. But it's important that you choose one because if you have multiple ways of achieving a skill, it can get confusing and it can delay the process for you advancing that skill. So keep it simple, focus on one influencer. Number two, simplify your focus. Your level of focus will determine the depth of your learning. So remove all unnecessary habits or activities. It might not be easy, but it's important to have the least amount of distractions possible. Think about when you look at things that you do, if it doesn't help you, then remove it. And sometimes it can be difficult because you might, might like it, and it might be enjoyable, but if it's taking up the time you need to improve your skill, then you need to remove it. And it might just be temporary for a little while. Number three, immerse yourself in the skill. So you need to learn it, internalize it, visualize it, act on it and reflect on it. So immerse yourself in the skill, learn it, internalize it, visualize it, act on it, and then reflect on it. Number four, a repeatable and deliberate practice. The importance of daily and frequent practice cannot be underestimated. Quality is the key, not duration as we spoke about before. So quality over quantity here. Number five, Shoot for the stars. The secret ingredients of skill mastery are desire and time. So set an ambitious milestone, which is achievable, which has achievable fun steps along the way that you are passionate about. You know, because passion is 
absolutely essential if you want to achieve a high level of competency. Your emotional commitment to what you're doing will be translated directly into your work. So passion, emotion, it's gotta connect if you want to achieve skill mastery. And develop, so to develop as many skills as possible. You know, because the future belongs to those who can combine forms of knowledge and different skills in their own space. Okay, just make sure you spend enough time on the skill to achieve a level of competency before you start adding others. Okay, so let's go into skill stacking now. What is this all about? Think about life as a continual progression of skill stacking. The only way you can prepare yourself for tomorrow is to develop the right skills today. The idea of skill stacking is that you take one skill and then you stack it on a skill you already have. And we spoke about this earlier. So you learn a new skill to a high level of competence and then you combine it with other skills. You make, and as you do that, it makes you yourself more efficient, more valuable and visible as you own your own space. The more skills that you stack, that are different but have a connection, the more adaptable you'll be to a constantly changing world that we live in. Skill stacking allows you to see the world through different lenses. You gain a broader understanding and it provides you confidence as the setting you stand in sometimes changes. Success comes from a unique stack of skills that make you indispensable, invaluable, or unique in a way that no one else can. And David Epstein, the author of Range, while generalists triumph in a specialized world, talks about this quite a lot. You know, the trick is to intentionally combine the skills that you already have and new skills you feel would add more value. The trick here is you need to understand where the gaps are that you currently have in your abilities that you would like to fill. Okay, so it's not just the skills you have, it's the gaps. And you need to focus on how do you fill those gaps to complete your own space so that you definitely stand out from the crowd. So how long do you need to spend on each skill? Is a question I'm sure many of you are asking. Well, that depends on how much deliberate and repeatable practice you focus on that skill. It could be three weeks, it could be three months, it could even be three decades. The better you remove distractions and increase your focused attention on the skill, the quicker you can achieve a high enough skill competence before you focus on the next skill. And it's important to note that you don't stop intentionally practicing a skill because you have moved on to the next one. You still need to keep that skill fresh in your neuromuscular memory bank. So fresh in your mind, Freshen, if it's a, it's a physical skill that you keep doing it, if it's like drawing or sports or musician, or it's, uh, you need to physically do that skill. If it's communication, then it's about constantly speaking and being involved. So you have to continually work on that, uh, on that skill, but maybe not as much as what you did when you were first learning it to a level of high competency. So you need to be able to kind of manage that level of competency in the future. So I want you to think like a pioneer and use life as an experiment. 
You know, don't be afraid and anxious to try something new. And sometimes it is, right? So how do we, how do we break it down so it's easier so we're not so afraid and anxious when we try something? Start with doing one new thing differently. You know, you may start with something small and build your confidence before you try something a little bit bigger. Okay, so with inside your skill, identify one thing each day that you are willing to try for the first time and be willing to learn from it. Know what you learned from it and decide whether you see it benefit in doing it again or discarding it. So is it gonna benefit the skill that you are working on? If not, discard it quickly because you don't want to form habits which are not helpful. And then determine whether it is worth investing more time in it. So if, it, if you feel it really fits once you've tried that aspect of the skill or to develop that skill, if you can feel the value in it, then invest more time in it. So how would you own your own space? How are you going to combine your unique set of skills so that you can stand out from the crowd and people see you as an expert authority or as providing value in the space that you own? How will you own your own space? If you found this episode had a positive and impactful influence on you, then please feel free to share with your community of influence and proximity so they too can own your own space. Now coming up in episode 106 of the Active CEO podcast, we have Kathy Robinson from The Athena Principles, where we have a great conversation about overcoming financial crisis. The mind shift and mindset required from going from being a corporate person to an entrepreneur, we look at the meaning of life, uh, sorry, the meaning of Athena in the left and right brain thinking. And then the philosophy of one size fits one. So join me in listening to an engaging, enjoyable conversation with Kathy in the next episode of the Active CEO podcast. If you want to learn more about breaking the CEO code, then go to www.craigjohns.com.au or join the conversation on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by searching Craig Johns or Craig Johns Official. I am Craig Johns. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. Join the Active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's nrg2perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to Perform. Leave a review on iTunes. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions and connect with us on the NRG to Perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.